Come on, everybody. Will you give Jesus a shout this morning? Come on, make some noise for the Lord. Come on. And man, I also, if you're brand new with us today, can we just clap and welcome you? Man, thank you for being here today. Thanks for checking us out. And uh, man, we're so glad you're here. And uh, I may be biased, but I think we're the greatest church north of the 215. Here in Las Vegas, Nevada. And so, man, we're so glad you guys are here. Can we give it for our worship team today? Incredible. Incredible. And, uh, man, we're excited to dive into a series. And so my name's Jeremy, along with my wife. We have the honor of pastoring this amazing church. And, uh, man, how many know the best is still yet to come? God's doing some incredible things. But do me a favor. Let's get your Bibles open. We're in a brand new series on earth as it is in heaven. But you get your Bibles out. Get your Bibles out. If you got your phones out, get your phones out. Man, open up the app, Bible app or even just go to Safari. Open up Facebook. Check in and say, yo, I'm at Avenue. Use that as your notes. Snapchat. Instagram, whatever it is, and online audience, man, we want to say thank you for joining us as well. Can we clap for our online audience as we're reaching for our Bibles? And man, I just looked before, so Lachey, I'm so glad you're on. Linda, you're on here as well. Anissa's commenting away. And so Leanne, I'm so glad you're on online as well. Man, we just appreciate you. How many know we are one church in two campuses? And we're going to reach the world for God's praise and God's glory. But man, I got a lot to say today because God's been doing such a work. We cut our Life Coach series a little short this last week, going through the book of Ephesians. And man, this is just burning in my heart. And you know how pastors get bored too. Come on, somebody. Right? And so let's go to Matthew chapter 6, 7 through 13. I'll be reading uh, the ESV version. And this is Jesus. So Jesus is with his disciples. And this is what he says. He goes, when you pray... Don't heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they'll be heard for their many words. It's all about who's listening, right? But don't be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Somebody needs to see this statement today. Your father in heaven, he knows what you need before you ask. He knows exactly what you need, but he does want you to ask. Man, if you just say it, I'll give it to you. And I love this, but pray like this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Some of you memorize this, not by choice when you were young, because maybe you're forced to go to church. Our Father uh, in heaven, hallowed thy be your name, right? Hallowed thy be your name. But it says this, your kingdom come, your will be done. I want to really sit on this today, on earth as it is. In heaven. On earth. You can give a clap for that, right? On earth as it is in heaven. Father, I pray in the mighty, in Jesus' mighty name. God, give us a revelation today. Father, we, we're going to receive information, but I pray that information turns into transformation, which is revelation. And so, Father, I pray you begin to change our hearts, our minds, our soul, change our households, change the way we view life and live life for your praise and your glory. And I pray for the golden nights to win. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, this last week, if you follow me on Instagram or social media, uh, this last week, we had a beautiful guest coming to Avenue HQ this week, and her name is Isla, all right? Baby Isla came out, and Alita's watching online as well, right? And uh, baby Isla came, and and, uh, she was just, see this right here? I put her on my my lap, same pants, right? I put her on my lap, and she just, she felt the anointing, and she just put her hands up. Thank you, Jesus, right? And so I put on an Instagram story, I put it over here, I put our little baby girl came today, right? Our little baby girl came today, and then I take the parents, all right? Lorenzo and Aaliyah, not mine, not mine. 
And people, I gotta tell you, that, you, all, you all need to slow down. You don't need to read. Keep, keep swiping through the stuff, all right? I see my stories count go from 76 to 12. I see that. That hurts my feelings. And so I put, and so I put Lorenzo and Alida. Grajada. 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 And so people are commenting me in my DMs going, congratulations. Right? One, put it, one person put, when did you adopt? I said, um, not mine. Not mine. Oh, she's beautiful. All these things. And I had to keep telling people, it's not what you think. Come on, say it this morning with me. Say, it's not what you think. You know, this brought me back. I mean, even Pastor Lindsay and I, we went home and looked at baby pictures of Levi. We have a nine-year-old. And uh, I remember way back when I was single and I'd be in a grocery store and I would see other parents with their kids. How many know I'm talking about? Right? Their kids acting up. Like their kids acting all crazy, like grabbing stuff or crying on the floor. And they're like, whatever you want, I'll give it to you. And I remember being a young person going, ain't going to be like that. <laughs> Parents in the house, it's not what you think. I always had this understanding that when my son was born, he'd be like, yes, father. <laughs> Probably have a British accent too, you know? Like, I thought my son would be like, go to bed now. Yes, Father, I love bedtime. (laughs) How many know? It's not what you think. It's never what you think. And here's what's interesting. When Jesus tells his disciples, pray like this, right? This is what we're going to do. Here's the game plan. The disciples had such a hard time with Jesus because it wasn't what they thought. During this time of Jesus, they were saying, okay, we're looking in the Old Testament, the Old Scriptures. Man, there's a Savior. There's a warrior. There's someone who's coming who's going to open up a can of whoop on the Romans. He's going to be able to set us free for God's praise and God's glory so that we can be free. They were looking for a warrior. They were looking for a Savior on earth instead of looking at a Savior in heaven. And man, how many of like this for us today? That they're going, where's our warrior? Instead of a warrior, they got a carpenter. Man, instead of someone who's going to create bloodshed, they, they, they found someone who healed and restored and raised the dead. Man, it's not what you think. And it's so, it applies to us today. I, I'm gonna, I, I mean, can I pass you for just a second? Because we always want to be life-giving. But can I just say, we, we can't be looking for a Savior on earth. Someone to vote in, someone to rally, someone to say, Let's, we're, we're going to do this together. Where's our warrior? Where's our savior? Can I just challenge you today? We need a savior in heaven. And so Jesus says, pray like this, our father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But here's kind of the, the disconnect for many of us in this room, myself included. This, this series, when I say it's burning in my spirit, it's not, you need to hear it. It's, man, I need to hear this. But Jesus said, on earth as it is in heaven. But I think we're struggling with this statement because we say, God, your kingdom come. Some of us say, my kingdom come on earth as it is on earth. Because I, I can't comprehend what heaven's like. I can't picture it. I, 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 I don't know. I, I, since I can't picture it, I'm just going to create my own type of savior or own my, my own type of solution. 
And I'm going to ask you today, are we asking God to bring heaven to earth or that we would just only make it to heaven? And there's many of us in this room, we're walking in going, there's got to be more to life than this. Man, there's got to be more to life than just being a Christ follower. There's got to be more than life than just attending and serving. There's got to be more to life than just going to work or, or getting married or having kids. There's got to be more to life than this. I really believe during this collection of talks, God, the Holy Spirit, is going to move us from here to here. To say, oh, buddy, I'm, I'm, I'm making it into heaven, all right? And there's nothing wrong with those just-in-case prayers, all right? I've been in an airplane with turbulence with Father just-in-case. <laughs> Forgive me my sin, be Lord, my life. Nothing wrong with that. I understand that. But what if we begin to ask God, will you bring heaven to my world, to my earth? I want to ask you today, what would heaven look like on earth? Man, what would heaven look like in your pocketbook? What would heaven look like in your home? What would heaven look like in your workplace? What would heaven look like on a daily basis in this world? So there's three things I want to talk about today. and There's three types of kingdom principles that really it's not what you think. And here's the first one is really, this is kind of, it has to go first, but there's a kingdom mindset. I thought throughout the Gospels, Jesus came and they're like, hey, this is what we want. Jesus says, no, that's the wrong mindset. There's a kingdom side of things. There's a kingdom mindset. I love in Colossians chapter 3, it says, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above. Above, not political parties, not social media, not just all the, it's it's. Above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God, set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. And can I just tell you, it's easy to do this because it's tangible. It's accessible. It's right here in my back pocket. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's in our communications. It's in our conversations. And, and, and I feel like when we set our minds on above and not things that are earth, a, a statement comes to my mind. My father used to tell me when I was pursuing God, and man, I was like, I want nothing but Jesus. My dad said, don't be so heavily minded. You're no earthly good. But can I just tell you, find me someone who's so heavily minded. We're going to find Jesus. We're going to find someone who's making a difference. And so what is a kingdom mindset? If I set my mind on the kingdom of heaven, remember this is a, this is a jam-packed introductory message to on earth as it is in heaven. But I want to challenge you today. This is what Jesus said. If you have a kingdom mindset, Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, he says, therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. Don't be anxious about your life. Whether it's, maybe it's fear, worry, Maybe you're graduating high school, right? Where's the high schooler at, right? Or you're graduating college, and you're not sure what's going to happen next in your life. What will you eat? What will you drink? Nor about your body, what you put on. It is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap. Bunch of freeloaders, I tell you what. <laughs> nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father, he feeds them. Your heavenly Father, He takes care of them. How, how are you not of more value than they? Now I got some more scripture to read here, but when I read the birds of the air, it reminded me a year ago when the church didn't close, but we went totally online. 
And when we went totally online, uh, our property, this is our partnership with Opportunity Village. This is their place. And we've been here about four and a half years. Um, so we went fully online, and it was like, you know, March, April, May. And towards the end of May, they called me, and they said, hey, Pastor, hope all is well. We have a connex outside. Uh, can you take that connex? We need you to clear it out so you can move back into this storage over here. And uh, we need you to come in and uh, move your stuff. And I'm going... Okay, and this was before masks were even a thing uh, last year. And so I called the faithful A-team. Come on, somebody. Chris Mendoza, Vassal, Bryce Gross, right? They all came in. I'll tell you what, they came in. And can I tell you, before we're parked out in that outside area, watching the news, whatever you watch, right? And we're outside kind of going, hi, guys. We were afraid. We were terrified. I remember even kind of going like, like, what, what do we do? Like, we kept sanitizing our hands and all these different things. I, I, I just felt fear came over me. And all of a sudden, when I was outside, I began to hear the chirps of the birds. The birds were just going nuts on that day. And this scripture came to my mind. Look at the birds of the air. They're not worried. They're not anxious. They're not sowing to read me. Yet your heavenly Father takes care of them. Are you not more valuable than them? And I love he continues to go on to say, for the Gentiles seek after all these things, but your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. He knows exactly what you need, but seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you in the very same breath. God, Jesus says it again, therefore, don't be anxious. Don't be afraid about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself, sufficient for the day in its own trouble. I want to challenge you here today, church, because I've been challenged by this. Is your mind thinking about things above, or is it thinking about things on earth? And this is a question I want you to either screenshot it, write it down, and ask this in your private time. What have I been thinking about? The worry and fear and anxiety or just the, the fear of the unknown or, or I don't know what's happening next. I don't know what's taking place. This is the kingdom mindset. Another kingdom mindset, Jesus said in Matthew 23, Jesus said, hey guys, listen, whoever exalts himself will be humbled and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Can I just tell you, this drives me crazy. Because right here, whoever hustles, Hashtag hustle. Whoever acquires things or does well, I'm going to humble you. I'm going to humble you. But if you're humble, I'm going to exalt you. I'm going to exalt you. There's such a kingdom measurement. But he continues to say this. But what are you, scribes and Pharisees? Hypocrites! He's telling, he's telling the religious people. You guys are hypocrites. Hypocrites! For you shut, I want you to see this, for you shut the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. This is the ESV. This is not like passion or message. Or, yeah. For you shut the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. For you neither enter yourselves, nor, do you, nor allow those who would enter to go in. We have to have a humble kingdom mindset. Our humility is going to attract people more than our ego or our pride. I've seen prideful individuals. We're shutting the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. 
And I've learned a long time ago, the further away I get from Jesus, the bigger I get. But I've learned that the closer I get to Jesus, the less I become. And the less I become, the greater he becomes. And the greater he becomes, the more he can do in me and through me that I can try to achieve myself. It was a kingdom mindset. It was a kingdom mindset. We're going to be going through this entire collection of thoughts. I'm going to challenge you. Come back every single week. Come back every single week. Because we're going to be going through something that I believe is going to change us forever. So here's the second kingdom principle. The kingdom measurement. So kingdom mindset, but also a kingdom measurement. I don't have all M's today. I'm trying to be a good pastor. Kingdom mindset. But then there's a kingdom measurement. God measures things differently than we do. And someone who's clapping today, you get it, right? God measures things differently than we do. So Jesus says this. Hey, guys, so you've heard uh, that it was said an eye for an eye. Come on, where's my, where's my people at right here, right? You heard an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, don't resist the one who's evil. But if anyone, my least favorite verse again, but anyone slaps you in the right cheek, pop him, right? But if anyone slaps you in the right cheek, turn to him the other cheek as well. You know, my father didn't tell me this. My dad had an earthly measurement. My dad was like, hit you first. You know, my Levi came home from school and he was like, a kid hit me a couple years ago. And my wife, born in East Las Vegas, Hi, Pastor. That's my pastor right there. <laughs> Two become one. We're holy, but we're in a little hood. And she said, Levi, if he hits you, you hit him as hard as you came back. I said, baby, what about? Yeah, you're right. Let him, let him do it. And I love this kingdom measurement. And if anyone would sue you and take your tunic, take your jacket, take your shoes, let them have your other one as well. And if anyone forces you, and I want you to catch this, if anyone forces you to go one mile, go two. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go two. There's a different kingdom measurement. And can I just tell you, we would be a greater witness for Jesus Christ if we go two miles at work instead of one mile. We'd be, come on, you can, oh, you're a Christ follower? You barely go a quarter of a mile. Instead of asking, uh, is this it? We should say, what else? It's a kingdom measurement. It meant, instead of going one mile, I'm going to go two miles. You know, this uh, Friday I had a date. I'll tell the story quickly. We had a date. Pastor Lindsay and I, she went with me, you know, and we, went, we had a date, had some sushi. Come on, somebody. And uh, we need to bring back all you can eat because they look at us like, whoa, more? Yes. So we had sushi, and we did a weird activity, and uh, then we had ice cream afterwards. And the activity was, it was a foot massage, and, you know, I was like, you want to do what? The weird activity. And then we had ice cream, and uh, welcome to Avenue Church. Your first time, this is as good as it gets, I promise. This is it. I am the lead pastor. 
And so we had our uh, activity, and then we had ice cream. And then we're driving home, and on the way home, there's this older Cadillac that almost grams into the median on Eastern and 215. He's hitting the curb, and Pastor Lindsay sees the older gentleman, and uh, she goes, that guy's in trouble. And so I pull a UE. That's, I broke the law once, all right? Did an illegal U-turn and uh, got in front of the guy, but there was a red light. He kept going, and he was kind of swerving and hitting the curb. And so I was like... Jesus, forgive me. I ran the red light. I broke the lock twice. And so I ran the red light, got there, and got behind him. I'm trying to get his attention, and he looks terrified. He looks afraid. He doesn't know what he's doing. All of a sudden, he does an illegal U-turn, and so I do one with him. That's number three. I broke the lock three times. So I do an illegal U-turn, and I'm trying to get his attention. I'm flashing my lights, blinkers. Other people are getting by me, telling me with their hands, God bless you, you know. You're number one pastor. I said, God bless you too, brother. You know, I'm going two miles here. And so he gets onto the freeway on ramp. Going about 30 miles an hour. And people are just honking the horn. Finally, I go around him. It's a single, you know, it's a single lane. I go into the median, around him, go in the front. I said, please don't rear end me. That's illegal thing number four. And so finally he stops and I get out and I go to him and I said, are you okay? He goes, I don't know where I'm going. Like, I, 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 you know, I, my eyes are bad from COVID in December, and I, I can't see. And, uh, and so I was like, where are you going? He goes, I'm from Indiana. I'm trying to get to South Point. I said, you're nowhere near South Point. And finally, I had a moment. I could have get. I could have just went, it's that way. Will you follow me? You want to follow me in my truck? I'm right here. I said, can you go fast? He said, I'd rather not. I said, move over. So I got in his car, Pastor Lindsay got in the truck, we took him all the way to South Point, we parked his car, we got out, he was a wonderful gentleman, uh, he's here for a bowling tournament, and he's picking up an award for 64 consecutive uh, uh, attending uh, a, bowling tour, a bowling tournament, and uh, we checked him into the front hotel, I gave him a church car, come on somebody, right, and here's my friend Bob, that's my buddy Bob right there. That's my buddy, Bob. But can I tell you this? I'm not going, yay, us. I'm going, yay, Jesus. Because here's the thing. Kingdom measurement goes, goes the distance. Can I tell you, every single Sunday, our team comes in here early. And they're not going one mile. They're going two miles. They're not just attending. They're serving. Why? Why do we set up and tear down? Why do we serve with Avenue Kids? I'm here to tell you, it ain't child care. It ain't daycare. It's church for kids. And they're getting a life-giving message of Jesus Christ. Man, why do we worship and practice on the weekdays? And why do we do so much more? Because Jesus said, don't lay yourselves up treasures. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth nor rust destroys, where thieves do not break in and steal. For your treasure is that your heart is. Where your time and money, there your heart will be also, can we give it up for our A-team, man? I just love you guys. It's been incredible. This is where our treasure is. Why are you here early? My treasure's in heaven. And you know what's funny? God's measurement, it's going to be a little different when we get to heaven. When we get to heaven, I believe two things are going to happen. The first thing is we're going to be worshiping and we're going to be going, how'd you get here? It's probably the first thing that's going to happen. Like, you didn't believe what I believe. You didn't go to Avenue Church. We're all going to be in heaven by God's grace, God's mercy. Right? We accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. But I think the second thing is we're going to see a big house. 
right? And we're going to go, oh my, look at that mansion. It is, it is beautiful. Look at that. They probably got a pool. Like, it's incredible. Is that Joel Osteen's house? I can reach my entire church. Is that T.D. Jakes' house? Kenneth? You know, Pastor Jeremy? Now, I promise you, you probably look at that house and go, oh, that's Vassal's house. That's Vassal's house. Or Bryce's house. Man, the, the guy who comes in on Saturdays and Sundays during the week to put stuff together, that's Vassal's house. Who's that little conceda? Oh, that's Pastor Jeremy. What's up, Pastor Jeremy? Because God's measurement is different than our measurement. I love this. A ruler asked Jesus, good teacher, what must I do to inherit the kingdom of heaven? What must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one's good except God alone. You know the commandments. Don't commit adultery. Check. Don't murder. Yeah, I didn't do that. Don't steal. Don't bear false witness. Right? Honor your father and your mother. And the gentleman said, Jesus, all these I have kept from my youth. I'm good. And Jesus says this. When Jesus heard this, he began to see his measurement. Jesus saw his measurement. And Jesus said, one thing you still lack. Sell all that you have and distribute to the poor. Give to your church. Come on, somebody. And you will have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. What a, this is, these are huge words. This is a potential disciple. This is, this is what young men at that time trained and dreamed of. And this is what he says to him. But when he heard this thing, he became very sad for he was extremely rich. And Jesus, seeing that he become sad, said, how difficult is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. Can I just tell you, it's nothing to do about wealth. It has everything to do with heart. I believe you can have wealth as long as you got a kingdom heart. For, but he says this, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. So they said, Jesus, oh my goodness, like I got some money. Those who heard it said, then who can be saved? And he said, what is impossible with man is possible with God. It is possible with God. Hear me out, church. I don't think God is saying, do, do, do they believe they could purchase a new building? I think God is saying, do they believe that they could trust me with all their heart, with all their mind, with all their soul? Is a different measurement because God doesn't want your money. He wants your heart. He doesn't want your money. He wants your heart. And I want to challenge you today. The kingdom doesn't measure a bank account. It measures our heart. Measures our heart. Now, there's so much we can do with this, but God wants this first. Kingdom is a measure of bank account. It measures our heart. You know, there's someone in our church. I've used this story before, but someone in our church, she came to me while we're tearing down one Sunday, and she's a single mom. She has teenagers, all right? And she comes up, Pastor Jerry, I forgot my tithe. I forgot my tithe. I hit my tithe envelope. All the giving boxes were gone. If you're brand new with us today, we don't pass the bucket. We did it pre-COVID. We still do it now. We believe our generosity is active. What we do, it's our worship. Just pastor, here, can we take this? I, I grabbed the envelope. I'm like, ah, you know, I just saw, you know, and I was sure, you know, come here, take this. And I said, can I ask you a question real quick? I said, why do you give? Single income, teenagers. You know, job situation, a little fuzzy. Why do you still give? She says, ah, oh, pastor, I can't afford not to tithe. I can't afford not to tithe. 
I can't afford not to give. And I'm going, darn. Someone even this, uh, we're in the lobby today, and someone strolled up, went to Avenue Central, met with James, brought out her tie tech, gave it, right? She came back out. She said, hey, pastor, she's here to tie. Got in her car and drove away. <laughs> I said, where are you going? We're having church. But she came all the way down here to give her tithe, and she went back home to watch us online. Why do we give? Give, and it'll be given to you. For some of us in this room, you're a CEO, an entrepreneur, right? Like, like this bothers us. Give? No, 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 no. Give, and you'll have less. But the Bible, the kingdom measures is given, it'll be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, be poured into your lap. For the measure you use, it'll be measured back to you. It'll be measured back to you. A tithe means a tenth. Now, as I'm studying kingdom principle, God talks more about money than he does love, about faith, all these. God talks more about money in the New Testament. And some of us are going, ah, pastor, that's Old Testament stuff. Can I just challenge you today? Whether it's Old Testament, New Testament, Jesus talked about it. We could do an in-depth study on this. But I'm going, ah, I see your heart. I see your heart. This is what it says. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly, whoever gives a little bit, will also reap just a little bit. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. I want to challenge you today, because this is really, like, I was like, man, this sermon is going to be powerful until we get to here. Until we get to this part. Because we're saying, Jesus, yes! We all clap when we said, with, with, with man, uh, uh, you know, things are impossible. With God, all things are possible, right? Woo! And then we're like, money. We're like, hey, that's, that's good. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Can I just tell you something? I've told this to our team said this in multiple meetings. For me, tithing's not a budget thing. It's a discipleship thing. It's a heart thing. It's a heart thing. And I feel like I would be a poor pastor if I didn't talk about tithing and giving. Tithing is a tenth. But man, what if I get more? Man, what if I get through the church? Man, what if God begins to do something extraordinary in my life, in my finances? Because tithing is a kingdom measurement, not a suggestion. It's a kingdom measurement. It's a kingdom measurement. I challenge you to give. I challenge you to give. And I love this. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field, which a man found. He covered it up. Then in his joy, he goes and sells everything that he had because he found something greater. And he buys that field. Does your bank account fill heaven or does it fill you? And can I just tell you, it can do both. It can do both. It can do both. But what would our finances look like if God blessed it? Because there's a kingdom mindset. There's a kingdom measurement. There's also the kingdom standard. And I love this. Jesus says, guys, listen, 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 listen. I have not... You think, it's not what you think, but don't think that I've come to abolish the law or the prophets. I've not come to abolish them, but I came to fulfill them. To fulfill them. So anytime in the Gospels they say, Jesus, uh, uh, is it bad to commit adultery? Right here, here's the standard. Is it bad to do that? 
And Jesus said, um, yeah, but it's also bad to look at a woman lustfully with your eyes. What's he doing? He's raising the standard. This is our standard so we can, we can do good things and make it. I'm going to make it. But Jesus said, it's not your will be done. Or, you know, your, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in earth is on in heaven. In heaven. But here's the thing. If you're here for the very first time and you're, you were nervous walking in, you're going, this place is going to burn down. I'm such a heathen. I'm such a sinner. Like, man, these are all perfect people. Can I just tell you, welcome to the club. We are all imperfect people serving a perfect God. But Jesus raised the standard not to abolish it, but he said to fulfill it. Jesus tried to put the standard so high that we couldn't attain it. And so instead of trying to reach for it, we say, I just need Jesus. He fulfills the standard. And I love this, Jesus. So, so who goes to heaven? Because here's the problem. During this time, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, they all had a kingdom. They had an earthly standard, like you're going to hell, you're going to hell, you're going to heaven. They had this standard, and because of their standard, God said, I got to send my one and only son. Because they're telling people that they're going to heaven and they're going to hell when it's probably the opposite. And so this is what Jesus says. I love that. And he went throughout the Galilee. He went throughout all Galilee, teaching their churches and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction amongst the people. Come on. And his fame spread throughout Syria. And they brought him all the sick. All the sick. Those afflicted with diseases. Those that are in pain. Those that are oppressed by demons. Come on, we serve a good God. Those having seizures and paralytics, and he healed them. And he healed them. There's a different kingdom standard. And I love this in this next verse. And Jesus said to them, truly I say to you, the tax collectors, the most hated people, robbing people, tax collectors and prostitutes, go into the kingdom of heaven before you. Before you. And I love, for John came, John the Baptist, he came and he preached. He preached the way of righteousness. He, you heard his sermons, but you did not believe him. But guess what? The tax collectors. Man, guess what? The prostitutes. Then those that are saying, I've had enough. For those that are saying, there's got to be more to life than this. For those that walked into the church doors, and even when you saw it, you did not afterwards change your minds. What does this mean? You didn't repent. You didn't change your minds, right? But they believed Jesus. Can I just tell you the kingdom standard in this room today is to believe. It's to believe that God could set you free, to believe that he died on the cross for your sins, to believe that you could be saved by grace through faith, to believe that God placed good works inside of you beforehand, that he created you on purpose and for purpose, that are so much more to life than what we're currently living. Matt, the kingdom standard is to believe. So Jesus answered Pilate, and this is where Jesus was betrayed, had an unlawful uh, court session, goes before Pilate, and he goes, Pilate, my man, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were in this world, my servants would have been fighting, and I might not have been delivered over to the Jews, right? I would have let Peter cut the guy's ear off, right? I would have said, here, guys, we got swords and shields. Because I'm here to bring my kingdom back. 
For many of us, we're like, I want the gospel 300. Man, I want a good war. I, I want Jesus to die hard. Jesus said, my kingdom's not here. My kingdom's up there. I want to challenge you today. You just love it. I'm so sorry, Pastor Lindsay. I just want to challenge you today. Man, we got to have a kingdom mindset. And we're going to be going through these three things probably all summer long. I'm going to take a story of what Jesus said. We're going to line it up with Scripture, make it relevant for us today. But man, we got to have a kingdom mindset. Man, don't... You are what you eat, right? Man, we got to get in our words. we got to pray. Our small groups. I small group events tomorrow for the summer semester. It's been so much fun. But man, we got to get together in community. Those that are saying, you know what? I, don't, I, I want a kingdom mindset. You want a kingdom mindset? Let's, let's do this. Let's do some work. But man, there's a kingdom measurement that is so different. I think sometimes that's the local church. We've gotten away from that. Because there's a kingdom standard that is so different. A kingdom standard changes us. We say, thank you, God, that, that you, while I was still sinning, you died on the cross for me. And I love this portion of Scripture. Jesus is on the cross. And this is one of the criminals who hang on his cross next to Jesus. So there's Jesus and there's two thieves. And there's a criminal Rowing against Jesus, say, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and save us. But the other criminal rebuked the criminal, saying, Do you not fear God since we're under the same sentence of condemnation? But crucified next to God. And if indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds. For some of you, you're in this room saying, I deserve what came at me. I deserve because I'm wrong. But this man, he's done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come in to your kingdom. On earth as it is in heaven. And I love this. Jesus looks at him and said, truly I say to you today, today, you will be with me in paradise. You will be with me in heaven. Will you stand with me, please? And uh, here's what I would love for us to do on this Sunday morning. I want to just challenge you for a minute. I want you to ask God, God, give me a kingdom mindset. God, help me to understand your kingdom measurement. Holy Spirit, I want to know about your kingdom standard. Because there's, there's one thing about information, but we need some transformation. So do me a favor, bow your heads and close your eyes. I want you to lift your hands towards heaven. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. God, I thank you that you came and you turned the world up side down. Father, I thank you that you prayed a prayer. Father, I thank you that you said, Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So Father, I bless every single person in this room today. But Father, in this moment, we want to call down heaven on earth, on earth in this building today. Come on out, worship team. Help me sing this next portion. I want you to lift your voice. 
I want you to sing praise to God. I want you to begin to ask God to do something new inside your mind. Today, you will be with me in paradise. In Jesus' name. Come on, church. walked in this building today saying there's got to be more to life than this. I have no purpose, no vision. I have no joy in my life. But something about this message today that I'm ready, Pastor Jeremy, to take a step. And that step isn't necessarily to join the church. The step is to get closer to Jesus. Maybe you're in this room today and you're saying, Pastor, will you help me pray a prayer? And that prayer is to give Jesus my life, to give Jesus my heart. I always say, we did the best we can with our life. Let's see what God can do with it. Amen. Give Jesus your life. And to say, from here on out, I'm going to serve Jesus. I want a kingdom mindset. I never realized how life-giving it should be. With every head out of eye closed, if that's you today, and you feel like you need to pray that prayer, and you're ready to pray that prayer, I'm not going to embarrass you, but just put a hand up, put it right back down. And I just want to know who I'm praying with today. Just put a hand up, put it right back down. Yes, anyone else? Just up and right back down. That's all I want to see today. Yes, yes, yes. Anyone else? That's powerful. That's amazing. Put it right back down. Put a hand up and put it right back down. It's incredible. Now, how many know we don't pray alone in this church? We do life together in this church. So everybody in this building, raise your voice. Say, dear Jesus, say thank you for dying on the cross. Say thank you. For paying for what I did. Say, I repent of my sins. Say, be Lord of my life. Say, the best way I know how. I'm going to live for you. Say, I now know who I am. I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God. Come on, everybody. Give God a shout today.